Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome to Permission to Think. I'm Edwin Rustrian, and I'm glad you're joining me today. Thank you to all of you who week after week tune in to Permission to Think. My desire is to push our thinking, encourage you, and remind you that there is always hope, regardless how bad things get. I hope this podcast has blessed you and added value to your life. For more information, please visit erustrian.com. Today, I want to talk about the topic of unaddressed distractions, the impact, and how they appear to us in very subtle ways, but eventually and inevitably robbers of our lives, of the very powerful impact we can have in society, in, in our families, in our communities, and how when we don't address the distractions that come our way, or we don't handle it properly, we don't identify them, they can have long-lasting effects in our lives. And so I want to start with a few questions to kind of get us to think for a little bit. The first question is, what is your greatest asset? Number two, what is it that we all have an equal amount daily, but we all value it differently? Number three, some of us use it efficiently, while others effectively. Now, these three questions are all related to time. They're all related to what we value most. And the greatest asset we have is our time. And when we do not know how to value it or we don't give it the, the, the importance that it has, then we allow other things to dictate how we're going to use it. So quite often we hear the phrase, right, um, we never have enough time. Or where did the time go? And I think it's important for us to tell time where to go. And that's a different way of living. When we intentionally defining our time and our moments that we spend our day, we intentionally giving it a task and a goal uh, when we are able to zoom into a particular destination or place that we want to go to with our time, that's when we become most effective. Our greatest asset is time how we use it, how much we value it, and how we appreciate it is reflected in the lives we live. What you value most is what you always do. What you value most is what you always do. So think about your daily activities. Think about your daily routines. Think about all, how much time you spend doing something. And that's what you value. That's what you're giving your time to. For many of us, we have not taken the time to think about how much one minute of our time is worth. Have you ever thought about that? How much is one minute of your time? Never mind perhaps thinking about an hour or a day, a week, or even a year. We live so unconcerned and unaware of the time we spend doing things that do not add value to our lives and do not align to where we're going. The activities that we choose to do when we don't think about the impact that it's going to have and we just casually approach it to them, approach them, then we don't realize that what one minute adds to, what one day adds to, what one hour, what one week of just living like that 
A whole decade can go by and you will ask yourself, where did the last 10 years go? And so it's a human nature to sort of just ponder at times as if time just mysteriously disappears, but it's because we haven't really sat down to give it that much thought and value and say, wait a minute, what am I doing with my time? We are easily distracted by trivial things, and I believe that this is true. So take a moment to think about the following, right? How often do you sit and plan your day? How often are you intentional on accomplishing meaningful tasks? How often do you say no to things that are designed to steal your focus, peace, energy, and time? And now the last one for me is something that I had to learn, but I, 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 when I did learn it, it changed completely my outlook in life. How often do you say no to things that are designed to steal your focus, peace, energy, and time? We don't realize it, but we live our lives lost and unaware where we are going, hoping that the winds of fortune will blow our way. What we are actually doing is flying aimlessly, just like the pilot who informed his crew members and the passengers on the plane as they flew over the Pacific Ocean. We're lost, but we're making great time. And when, when I came across this, this thought, it really made me ponder because I think that our, our approach to life in many ways is this way. There isn't really a destination where we want to get to. We just go through the next checklist. And for example, like you go through elementary school, you go to middle school, you go to high school, you go to college, you get a career. Uh, eventually you find someone that you, you really want to spend the rest of your life with. You get married, you have a couple of children, then you, know, you, you, you get a house, you keep growing your career. And it's just a checklist that we keep checking off. But there isn't really a sense of what's giving your life meaning and purpose. And so along the way, things happen and distractions come. And then we wonder, well, you know, I had these dreams and I had these aspirations and I had these goals and I, I really don't know what I did the last 10 years. And there are a lot of people today who are, who, if you ask them, name something great that challenged you and something that you worked towards that really impacted your life and the lives around you. And there are a lot of people who spend a lot of time even distracted just reading and getting a lot of head knowledge, but we never get in the game because they're distracted by the very things that they're trying to do to learn, but they never jump in the game to do something. And so I do know people that uh, spend a great quality of time on themselves and self-development and self-growth, but they never do anything that is outside of that comfort zone that will demand more of their focus and an emphasis on how they're going to live. What are you doing with your time? I ask myself that question all the time. What am I doing with my time? How am I protecting my time? One of the things that I've had to learn quickly is to discipline myself that I don't give my time to everyone. I don't give my time just to anything. I have to really think about the people that are going to be impacted, particularly because my focus right now in my life is to add value to others and to help others and encourage others and to give other people tools and resources and just thoughts on how they can continue to succeed in life. But one of my main priorities right now is my family. 
you know, I, I'm intentional about being home. I'm intentional about being part of my children's lives. I'm intentional about having a great relationship with my wife. I'm intentional about, you know, doing the things that are meaningful in my home. Um, parenting or being a father to, to, to my girls, right? Those are the things that are a priority for me and I cannot allow distractions to come into my life and rob me of that time. So I've been very careful and intentional to protect those things. There are people who I've said no to and there are times that there are things that I have wanted to do but that they do not align to my purpose and goal. They don't, they're not going to get done. And so that even means family members, you know, or, or things, activities that come up and you say, I'm sorry, but at this present given time, you know, this is, this is what I'm doing, you know? And so, and, and for the people that really know you and love you and care, they, they'll understand that because you establish those standards, but they know also that when you are spending time with family, with the extended family, that you're in, you're in the game, you're there, you're present, you're not thinking about work. And the problem is that many times people don't know how to enjoy family gatherings activities because they'd rather be doing work or they'd rather be doing something else that to them it seems more satisfying and if they are work they're thinking about oh i wish i could be spending time with my family when you are at work commit yourself to doing great quality at work so when you're at home you're thinking about great moments that you're there with your children and with your family and with when gatherings and family celebrations this is an important part to understand don't get distracted when you're at work thinking about home and don't get distracted at home thinking about work you have to be able to let go and give yourself 100% to these things but when you're at home you're home and when you're at work you're at work so in my book uh, letters to my girls, I, I wrote a letter to my daughters on the topic of time of procrastination and on distractions. And I reminded them that when you begin to understand and look closely at what you give your time to, then you will realize who you are and what you value most. This is the greatest crime committed against ourselves. We don't value time and we have but a very limited supply of it. And when I say we don't value time, it's because we give so easily into the distractions that come into our life. Isn't it funny how when you and I are ready and committed to do something meaningful in our lives, that the things that just happen to show up and the things that come up to our, in, in our minds, right? Like they just show up out of, out of nowhere. Your mind, our minds wonder and, and suddenly you remember that you have to wash the dishes or sweep the floor or do a load of laundry or go food shopping, add an item to your Amazon Prime card or send a DM to a friend, um, forgot to comment, comment on a post on your aunt's share social media, forgot to check your emails and so it goes on and on and on and on before you realize that the entire day it's gone and you are left with the foolish thought, I'll do it tomorrow. But then tomorrow comes and you repeat the cycle all over again. And so the, the, the distracting thoughts come in and you, we put too much value on that than the actual work that we have to do. And that works as a deterrent to not complete what we have committed ourselves to. And it happens to everyone. It happens to me all the time. Right, distractions, I call them, are the devil's most effective tools disguised as, I forgot, oh, I have to do this, oh, I just remembered schemes. That's what they are, right? We don't know how to identify them, and when we do, we compromise. Think about your daily routines that you meant to do. 
something came along your day that distracted you from doing what you were going to do. And at times, the problem is that we don't know how to put an end to those things. The two most vulnerable times of your day are the first thing in the morning and the last thing at night. These two things have such a powerful impact in your life. Why the morning? Because the morning is when you're starting your day and being intentional about doing first things first. You're prioritizing how are you um, starting your day. Are you starting your day on your phone with the news? Are you starting your day with a negativity? Or are you starting the day with something positive, something powerful? You're starting with prayer. You're starting with reading. You're starting with something that's going to fill you. You're starting with exercises. What is the first thing that you do? Because that's going to really determine. I say this phrase out of my home and to a lot of people, you win the battle of the mind, you win the day. The thoughts that come into, the, into your mind the first thing when you wake up, how do you deal with those thoughts? Because sometimes in the morning, our cortisol levels are really up and high, but then it's what we do with those thoughts that will eventually dictate how we're going to approach our day. And the last thing at night, what is it that you do before you go to sleep? Do you practice gratitude? Do you practice an act of kindness? Do you set time to meditate upon the day and everything that you set out to accomplish? Did you get all of that done, right? Did you prioritize certain things? Did you use your time wisely? Did you give into distractions? Did you help someone? Did you show an expression of love to someone who is unlovable? You know, because when you begin to reflect on those things, they begin to add value to your life that you realize that the work that we do day in and day out, it, it, it compounds in life. It compounds in the good that we do because I am certain that when the time comes, we will reap all these benefits of the good that we do towards people, towards others, right? So it is important for us not to compromise these things. It is important for us to really think about those two moments of our day, right? The two most vulnerable times of your day are the first thing in the morning and the last thing you do at night. Practice gratitude in the morning and practice gratitude before you go to sleep. They make a tremendous impact in our lives. So this is a list of things we waste our time doing. Now, the, the list is endless because distractions are, are ridiculous when they come in, right? But these are the things that I identify based on, on me, on my life, and looking at the men in the mirror that I had to deal with. And, and to this day, I want to be as transparent and authentic as possible. When it comes to procrastination and distractions, these two devils, they, they lurk, they hang out, you know, and I have to constantly address them. And I have, how do I address them? Through discipline, which we're going to talk about. But let me give you these short lists of things that we waste our time doing. We waste our time in worrying. We worry too much. And like I told you before in, other, in another podcast, is when you worry, the translation, the original meaning of that word to worry means to strangle when you worry, think about, get that image in your head. Every time I worry, I'm strangling my life. I'm shortening my life. I'm causing stress, anxiety, and diseases in my life. Stop worrying. You don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. It can bring something beautiful and wonderful. Control what you can and everything. Everything that you have, just give it to God. But you also have a responsibility. And that responsibility is to release that worry. It's to let it go. It's going to consume you. It's going to make you sick. It's going to put you in the grave earlier than you're meant to. The research, medical research shows this. People who worry too much end up with disease and, and, and die much earlier than people who don't. So stop wasting your time 
being distracted by worry, entertaining misguided ideas, hanging out with toxic people, giving yourself to constant pleasure, technology, the abuse of technology, how people are enslaved to technology nowadays, sleep. Some people sleep too much. Some people don't sleep at all, right? These are things that can become a distraction. Apathy, laziness, lack of goals, lack of mission or vision for your life, lack of purpose, lack of quality friends, too much television and entertainment and news. These are all things that distract us from the very things that are meaningful and and valuable in our lives. Rabindranath Tagore said, spring has passed, summer has gone, winter is here, and the song I meant to sing remains unsung, for I spend my days stringing and unstringing my instrument. This is the idea, and I love this quote because I think it speaks so much to our procrastination, to the distractions. The things that bring beauty to our life. How many times have you and I perhaps taken the moment to see the sunset? How many times have we gathered our families to see a sunrise early in the morning? You know, I, I, my wife talks about this a lot sometimes that she says that one of the, the, the things that she remembers is we were down in... Um, in Florida and we rose early early in the morning and we went down to the beach to see the sunrise and the four of us I got the girls up early and and we were there waiting for the sun to rise and it's something so renewing and refreshing to remind you that another day begins and you have another opportunity to tell your loved ones that you love them, that they're meaningful and to share those beautiful moments with you, to share those beautiful moments with them. And those are the things that add meaning and value to our lives. But if I am going to just choose to sleep in bed and to linger there and to say, you know, the sun will be there tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow is not going to come. Summer is going to pass. Spring is going to pass. Winter is going to come and go. Fall is going to come. All the seasons will pass by. And you and I have never taken the moment to see a sunrise or a sunset with our loved ones. Those are the things that add beauty to your life. These, those are the things that when you take a, a walk on the beach. Um, for me, I love, I love the evenings at the beach and the sunset. Because it's so powerful. There's something so mysterious and so intimidating uh, uh, about the ocean and to hear those waves and to look at the, the, the horizon and to, to just feel the power of the, and the energy that, that, that the ocean has. It's majestic. It's beautiful. It's terrifying. But when you share those moments with someone you love, you carry those memories in your heart because you took time to do that you didn't spend worrying and thinking about what 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 you didn't have or what you you just took that moment in and had lived for those moments i enjoy those moments and i try not to bring any distractions when i have those moments with my loved ones so i want you to think about this if we're going to succeed in life and do meaningful work we must be able to identify distractions as enemy number one 
and as a deadly disease, one that must be eradicated ferociously without mercy or pity. You cannot indulge, entertain, or play around with distractions. They're going to destroy you. They're going to prevent you from the true fulfillment and meaning in life. For me, like I told you before, the two devils that like to lurk and linger around in my day are distractions and procrastination. Every day is a battle. Every day is a fledged out war. And the one way that I'd like to practice to defeat them is a commitment to discipline. Discipline is the great equalizer and it measures the value, the true value of your time. Discipline is also a great rewarder of those who own it. Discipline is the ability to do the things whether you feel like it or not, but you do it anyway. It's one of those things that has carried many athletes, many people, many artists that have understood the value of discipline that have really transformed and changed their outlook in life. Hebrews in the Bible, in the book of Hebrews 12, 11, it says, no discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, for those who have been trained by it, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace. Let me share an idea with you that can help you prioritize your time. You and I will never accomplish anything until we begin to address ourselves first. We must identify our bad habits, time wasters, and distractions, and how much we procrastinate there's a book <laughs> that uh, I, w- I was actually having this conversation with my daughters today at the dinner table, and we were talking about you know procrastination. So there, there's a book that I have in my library by Brian Tracy called Eat That Frog, and I shared this book before in other episodes and saying that you know Brian Tracy's philosophy of thought was that you know when you start the day you eat the ugliest, the, the biggest and the ugliest frog, so that you can then your day can continue to be effective right and so the idea is that we don't procrastinate we don't procrastinate because that only postpones uh, our demise later on right but it is important to have these conversations with your children too and every opportunity that I have to talk about these things because I'm not just preparing them uh, like academically one thing that the education in public schools in our schools are not teaching our children is that the ability to develop discipline rigor is they're not teaching resilience they're not teaching them the value of time and how to set themselves up to succeed. Instead, I think much of the conversations that go on in a public education is a sense of victimhood, and that is something that needs to really change. So it is my priority to educate my children, my daughters, to understand you must be resilient, and you must identify the bad habits that we all as humans have, and procrastination is one of those things that's going to rob you of your dreams. It's going to drive you, rob you of the impact and the potential life that you can live. Keep, keep procrastinating, doing the most meaningful work, and you're never going to accomplish anything in life. That's just the rule. 
So quite often it's easy for me to find someone to blame for where I am in life, but I am responsible for that. And so I am responsible for my home and teaching my girls. It's like, no, no, don't, don't go out there feeling like a victim. You must be able to take ownership of your life and say, where do I, where do I draw the line for the things that I'm responsible for? And that's, that's what really matters. And so that's, that's one of the things that I want to give them the sense of like, when you become an adult and you contribute into our society, understand that you hold the power to determine the direction that your life can go. And so let me share these three principles that really have helped me along the way to deal with distractions and the essence of even procrastination. Number one, begin to work on yourself. This is very critical work. Begin to work on yourself. Identify thoughts, patterns, and self-sabotage behavior. Thomas Edison said, the first requisite for success is the ability to apply your physical and mental energies to one problem incessantly without growing weary. And so I have to identify that I'm the problem. You're the problem. Maybe you don't want to, let, you don't want to hear that, but it's true. We are the problem. We are our worst enemy. Take a good look in the mirror and identify all the things, all the bad habits, the way we speak sometimes, the way we think sometimes. We give too much into the thoughts that come into our mind, particularly if they're negative. Oh, my goodness. All the self-loathing that goes after that, the self-deprecation that comes after that, and the emotion that is tied to that, it is unbelievable. We drive ourselves into a depression, to anxiety, feeling that we never measure up, that we are imposters, and that we're not living in it, but then we, we, we sulk, and then we what we replace it with what with entertainment and pleasure and giving ourselves to the things that are becoming even more destructive to our lives begin to work on yourself have that honest conversation and say to yourself what's stopping me why am i lazy boy am i unmotivated boy i just don't i maybe i just watch too much tv maybe i just spent too much time on social media maybe i'm just man maybe i'm just Spend too much time doing things that are, that are not helping me accomplish my goal that I have in life. Get your, you know, put on your big boy pants, like, like I say, you know, like, like, and really think about where you are in your life and the things that are hindering you. I promise you, the moment you have that conversation, because I had that conversation with myself. And when I began to make that list and I said, well, all these things I have to deal with, I didn't tackle all of them in one shot. I began one thing at a time. And I know the power of compound interest that I knew that within time, I was going to turn my life around. But now I'm a little more keen and observant to understand when procrastination and distractions lurk and hang it around. And I have to be intentional in dealing with them the way they're supposed to. Number two, first thing first, name the things in your life that are a priority. Your faith, your family, your career, your goals, your relationships, your hobbies. How much time do you spend doing the things you say you are, that you are prioritizing, right? Identify high value and low value activities. Don't confuse the two. Look at the ROI, return of investment for value activities. Remember that family value activities pay great dividends later on in life. They have a great return of investment. Don't miss this one. Quite often, we don't think that the value that we're giving our time to our family has any, that will pay any dividends. But I promise you that these dividends have paid out in the greater years to come 
when your children will look at the life that you lived and the impact you made in, their, in the family by you being present. And by present, I just don't mean your body. I mean your mind, your soul, your spirit, your presence there, your laughter, the questions that you follow up when you're having conversations with your loved ones. I'll tell you this really quick story. Um, I remember one time I was doing a job and um, it took a lot of my time from home and it, it, and my, my oldest daughter came to me and she said, Daddy, I missed you. I miss you. And I'm like, well, what do you mean, baby? Like, I'm here. Like, like I'm home. And she says, no, no, no. Your, your body's here, but your mind is here. You don't look happy. And, and I miss our talks and I miss our conversations. And that just, man, that just did something to my heart. And I had to realize that what my daughters was asking, it wasn't necessarily that my body was present, but they wanted me. They want me. And isn't that such a beautiful, have you ever thought about if you're a dad, have you ever thought about that, that your children long to be with you? And sometimes it's not about even saying anything. It's your presence that your home that makes a whole lot of difference. You know, the, um, there's something beautiful about about listening to, to children be so vocal and, and just so innocently expressing their love towards their fathers. I'm speaking here as a dad. I'm speaking here as a man. Uh, so please forgive me uh, for this. But, you know, um, I was at the supermarket earlier today. And as I'm walking through one of the aisles, you know, there is this little girl um, in the shopping cart and, and, and had, she's sitting in the shopping cart and her dad is going around getting some of the stuff that they need. And, and as I'm trying to get the item that was close to her, um, all she kept saying it was, I love daddy. I love daddy. I love daddy. And she just kept saying like with such joy, with such, with such um, enthusiasm and with such uh, love and affection for her dad and it just made my day you know because it, it is important for you as a man to understand that your work that the value that you have is so powerful is so significant and I think that we are distracted many times for thinking that the work that we're doing is outside when the work that really matters is the work that we do inside in our families in our children don't miss it don't miss it that when you come home, leave all that stuff from work out and just be present with your children, play games, laugh, do music, whatever you need to do, have conversations with them, uh, be silly, you know, uh, whatever it needs to. But, but let your children see you in the sense that when you're home, the world becomes complete. You know, um, it's one of the most powerful experiences in my life that when I made the decision to really value my family it changed my whole perspective and approach to the things that i do now number three let me give you this one number three learn to say no say no to the things and people who get in the way of your work your mission your purpose and your task Elevate your game by identifying toxic people in your life who are always looking for a life of comfort and ease. Identify high value and low value people. This is so critical. There are people who you do not need in your life. There are people who you will need in your life. And those people that you need in your life, I guarantee you, you can count them with one hand. Brian Tracy 
And again, I mentioned the book again because I really enjoy a lot of his reading, a lot of the things that he wrote about. But Brian Tracy in his book, Eat That Frog, he wrote, you can, you can get your time and your life under control only to the degree to which you discontinue lower value activities. And so these are the things that are really, they don't have, they're low value in itself. It explains it, right? What's a low value activity in comparison? Do I sit and spend an hour on social media or do I sit and spend an hour helping my children with homework, spending time with them, asking about their day or asking about their friends? Which one is a high value or low value activity? Those are the things that quite often we miss. Now, I'm not saying that it, it, it's, it's wrong. Like, for example, I enjoy sports and I enjoy watching a good game. You know, so when I sit down and, and I want to watch a game, I enjoy that time because it's also refreshing. But I understand that that's a low value activity. I can't put low value activities as priority. I can always find out the score later on. I can always find out who won or who lost. Right. And so for me, it's like, what is the priority at that moment? And learning to say no to the things that are low value and to people who are not. And that even means family members that that is one of the things that is created by the discipline and the commitment that you have to your life and to the people that you love in a meaningful in your life. Someone want to ask someone once um, asked Warren Buffett. And if you know, Warren, Warren Buffett is one of the richest men in the world. And they asked him, like, Mr. Buffett, what is the key to your success? And Warren Buffett replied, I just say no to everything that is not absolutely vital to me at that moment. Wow. Really? I just say no to everything that is not absolutely vital to me at the moment. This is a person who apparently is very, very defined and definitive in how they value time. And ignores the things that are going to distract them from accomplishing that goal. But this is a principle that is not new. This is a principle that is even found in the Bible. And Jesus did this in many ways. Jesus did not give his time to everybody. Jesus knew how to even withdraw from his own family. When, when, when Jesus was just but yet but a boy, his mother, as they were making their way back to, to, to their home... Uh, apparently she thought that she lost Jesus and went crazy looking for him. Took him about a day and a half to, to, to look for Jesus. And Jesus says, wait, wait, wait a minute. I'm about my father's business. Again, did not allow to be, Jesus did not allow himself to be distracted by the trivial matters of family. He withdrew from that when he needed to for the purpose that he was here for. So we must learn to think differently regarding time particularly by using the word no and it's important for you to tell yourself no first to the things that are going to rob you of, of your purpose and time right so that you can learn to say no to people you cannot go around telling yes to very to everything in your life you're going to be spent you're going to be used you it's going to bring your own demise and your own destruction and then you're going to feel bitter resentful that you always did what everybody else wanted you to do but you never did what you wanted to do when are you going to start doing your life when are you going to start living your life and stop living and trying to please everybody else stop it stop it you're making yourself miserable you're leaving great moments at the table. 
You're leaving great moments that will bring you such joy and fulfillment as a person, as a human being, as a father, as a mother. Learn to say no. You don't have to do everything that comes your way. You don't have to say yes to everything that everyone invites you to. You don't. Find peace and comfort and solidarity and, and solidarity in being by yourself. Solitude is not loneliness. It's two very different things. Two very different things. Just like happiness and joy, they're very different. They're not the same thing. People put too much emphasis on external material things in life to make them feel happy but happiness is fleeting that's why the phrase the pursuit of happiness you're always pursuing the next hit of happiness that you're going to get joy is stability joy is equanimity joy is the constant the constant value of wisdom to know that your joy that you have is not predicated or determined by anything external than that which gives you the intrinsic value of who you are and whose you are. It's a totally different thing. Think about where you are in your life right now. How old are you? How many decades do you have left? How many days do you have left? What do you want to do with your life? Name it. Who's stopping you? Identify that. What's stopping you? What distractions keep constantly coming your way that you need to address? Don't be a slave to your lust, your desires, your bad habits, and your selfish ambitions. These things will destroy you. Psalms 90 verse 12 says, Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Evaluate the use of time in light of the brevity of life. You don't know when your time is going to be up. You don't know that. Therefore, live each day as it matters. Leave, live each day as if it's your last day you're going to be here on earth. Because life before you know it, the brevity of it, will, you will see it. And you will say, whoa, I, I'm, I'm 75 years old. I'm 65. And you're going to look back and you're going to ask yourself, wow, what did I do? What did I do with my life? At the end of our lives, we will have a moment to reflect on the book of our lives that we wrote. That book will be either filled with pages of all hard work, accomplishments, success, valuable moments spent with family, friends, those we helped and served, things we were committed ourselves to, give our lives for, and dreams we dared to make a reality. Or we may have pages filled with regret, missed opportunities, guilt, remorse for never having the courage to face the enemy in the mirror and discipline our lives and deal appropriately with distractions. There is going to, your, your life is writing a book and those pages are going to be read by many to say, how did this person live their life? How did this person leave that much impact in this world? Unaddressed distractions will rob you of your dreams and of your life and of the best moments. It will rob you of opportunities. It will rob you of meaningful moments. Unaddressed distractions can literally kill you. Don't be distracted by doubt by worry, by fear, by the unknown. 
stay focused on what you have committed yourself to. The voices of discouragement linger always, uninvitedly. They hang out next to us all the time. Distractions and I should make myself something to eat or I should listen to some music or I should just browse the internet. You're going to come up with so many excuses that in our mind we have compromised and justified that we needed to do and we don't. I'm going to leave you with our quote of the day. And it comes from the author of the book, Man's Search for Meaning, Viktor Frankl. And this is the quote. When a person, when a person can't find a deep sense of meaning, they distract themselves with pleasure. I think this quote is worth reading again. When a person can't find a deep sense of meaning, they distract themselves with pleasure. Till next time, my beautiful people. Remember, never compromise integrity for comfort. Stay strong. Bye-bye.